You serve an amazing God. Yes, you do. No one like him. No one like him. No one like unto our God. Not anywhere. There's no religious leader, founder of a religion, movement, or anything that's like Jesus. No one. Nobody's giving their life for a bunch of sinners like us. Nobody's providing such a great salvation and the grace and mercy and the power to live it out. There's no other name whereby we must be saved than at the name of Jesus. Ooh, wherefore God has highly exalted him, the Bible says. Giving him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. Every tongue should confess. Jesus Christ is Lord. <laughs> to the glory of God the Father. That's right. He is Lord. He's risen from the dead and he is Lord. Yes, he is. We're so grateful today. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, let's celebrate him some more. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. He is Lord. Listen, we're so grateful to be in the house of the Lord and stand amongst the congregation of the righteous. And we're thankful for all the saints who are in the house. Amen. Amen. Let's give our young people in our Sunday school another hand for their um, presentation. I can't wait to tell my teacher friends that we're playing Kahoot in church. <laughs> They're going to be impressed. Amen. But we're so grateful. We're so grateful. Um, next time you have to play, have them play some music while we do the game. And cut the, cut the time down because they either know it or they don't. They don't have time to look it up. <laughs> uh, let's, let, let's celebrate our winners. In third place is Brother Enosh. <laughs> Amen. In second place was Sister Maxine. And our winner, our director of music and arts in the Living Water Church, Elder Blackwell. <laughs> it's most appropriate that you won. <laughs> Amen. It's all right. It's all right. Listen, since we're having so much fun, let's talk about money now. Please look in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3. Remember, we, this is one of our favorite, pro, well, when I say our, I mean mine. One of my favorite Proverbs, one of the places I like to teach from. All right? What we want is down there in verse 5, actually. It says, Trust in the Lord of all thine heart, lead not to thy own understanding. Or oh, you might want to take some notes, y'all. Um, if you have anything to write with, do that. Or maybe you could write on your phone. Some of you who are tech savvy, you could take notes on your phone or your tablet, whatever you're using. Trust in the law of all thine heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. 
In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. In other words, don't just just always acknowledge God. Always trust God. And, and when it comes to money, it's about trust. It really is. We want you to trust God with your finances. You are a steward. It's really his stuff. And you're just a steward of it. All right? Think of him as the owner of what you have and you as the steward of what you have or the manager. Amen? So that's what you do. Say, so, say, so you say, God, these are your kids. I'm just watching them for you. You better help me out with these people. You know, stuff like that. Okay? He's the owner and you're the manager or the steward. All right? Um, it says, in all your ways acknowledge him, he will direct your paths. If we acknowledge God, if we, if we seek the Lord, if we even consult him, he'll give us some direction. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord. That means honor, fear, reverence. Depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. In other words, it's healthy to obey God. It really is. Here you go. Honor, your, honor the Lord with thy substance and the first fruit of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Now, uh, most of us in this room don't have a barn or a wine press. All right? But we have supplies, we have, we have necessities, and we have things. You know, Jesus said, um, if you... Um, if, if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things, all your necessities will be added to you. All right? So it's about, when it comes to money, it's about trusting God. Just like you trust him for your salvation, you need to trust him for your health, you need to trust him for your finances, you need to trust him for your, your occupation, your vocation, your ministry, whatever it is. We need to trust God in all these things. We need to be dependent on him for everything. When you go out there and when you feel that you got it going on and you don't need any help and it's all about you, you're making a mistake. We need to put our trust in the Lord. Amen? Now, we get back to um, verse 9. It says, honor him with your substance and the first fruit of your increase. In the Old Testament, they had a special way of doing that. All right? So we're going to go look at some law. And then we're going to move, we're going to go backwards, then we're going to move back forwards. We need to look at Leviticus chapter 27. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus chapter 27. Okay? It's the last chapter in the book of Leviticus. Now, we're going to be interested. Tithe is a tenth. And in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament law, um, the people tithed, and they gave a tenth of all they had, and, they, and that tenth went to the priests. Remember, when the people of God came out of, the, out of Egypt through the wilderness where they got the law of Moses, and then they went into the promised land, they crossed the Jordan, went to the promised land, Right? All the tribes received an inheritance to receive possession. They received property. Except for the Levites. The Levites were the priests and the servers in the temple. And their portion or their inheritance and their privilege 
was to serve God in the house, be the ministers of God. And there was, they had cities throughout the territories, but they didn't have a large possession, right? And so the way the Lord set it up was that the other people would support the Levites by giving God a tenth, right? And that would support the ministry of the day, all right? So look what it says here in chapter 27, verse 30. Maybe I want to start a little early. <laughs> uh, we'll start at verse 30. It talks about other things too, the devoted thing. When you went into, um, the devoted thing was the thing set apart for God, okay? But verse 30 says, And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's, it is holy, unto the Lord. So when something is holy unto the Lord, that means it belongs to him. It's his. And, and don't you mess with it. Okay? Alright? So the tithe, the tenth, one-tenth of the, the crops, one-tenth of the fruit, one-tenth of the whatever you produce went to the Lord. Alright? It was given to the Lord and the Levites took it. Because the Lord's not coming down here receiving stuff, right? So you gave it to the ministry. You gave it to the Levites. If a man, look at verse 31. Here's the good part. If a man will at all redeem aught of the tithe, any portion of it, he shall add thereunto a fifth part thereof. So in other words, let's say you, 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 have, a, you have a possession, you have a crop, you have whatever you grew, whatever it is, right? And you keep some of it. You redeem some of it. That's like taking a loan from God. And you had to pay him back that plus 20%. You know, 20%? That's like a credit card loan, ain't it? Uh-huh. So let's say you, you got your stuff. You, you, you held on to some of it, right? And you recognize you hold on to some of it. When you pay it back, you pay that back plus a fifth part or plus 20%. You'll stay with me now. Verse 32. Now concerning the tithe of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passes under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. He shall not search whether it be good or bad, neither shall he change it. And if he change it at all, then both it and the change thereof shall be holy it shall not be redeemed. These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses for the children of Israel in Mount Sinai. So here you go. So you guys who have flocks, right? And you, you bring the flocks, you know, you bring them through your calendar, right? Every tenth one belonged to God. When they say under the rods, you actually literally hold the stick up. And you count every tenth one belongs to God. Now, if it's a good one or a bad one, healthy or lame, it just belongs to the Lord. Now, if you try to swap it out, the one that was holy and the one you try to swap with, they both go to God. Because you got caught. All right? So, so a tenth of the, the crops and a tenth of the herd and the animals and stuff belong to God. All right, and that's how. Now, see, the the Lord did it this way. So, cause, cause, if it was up to you to pick out 
you had 100 and you're going to pick 10 of them out? Some people would pick out the 10 best and give it to God. Some people would pick out the 10 worst and give it to God. <laughs> so it's a, like a random selection. So every 10th every one goes to the Lord, right? And don't, don't swap it out. You can't redeem it. Now, now with the herds, I mean with the fruit of the land and the crop, you can redeem some of that and pay back. But with the, with the herds and stuff, you're not supposed to redeem that. Okay, are you with me? And it's a commandment. Now, Moses was not the first one to, to make a tithe. The first recording of tithe actually goes back to the Garden of Eden. All right? When the Lord told Adam and Eve, of all the trees in the garden, you can eat of any tree in the garden. This is it. This is yours, right? Except for that tree in the middle of the garden. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you should not eat of that tree. Okay, that tree was holy. It was separated unto the Lord. And that was Adam's responsibility not to take that of that tree. Everything else was his. He managed the whole thing. He's the steward of it. And everything else is his to do what he wants. But of course, as you know, the story goes in, in Genesis chapter 3 that Adam and Eve ate of the wrong tree. They took what did not belong to them. And they eat that tree, they eat of the fruit of that tree, you shall surely die. They became mortal. They were raised, they were created to be immortal and live forever. They knew no sin, they knew no dirt, there was no evil, no trouble, no anything. But the day that Adam disobeyed God, right, all the trouble began. And the ground was cursed for his sake. And 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 of course, Eve suffered too. And um, the, the sorrow in childbirth was increased. I'm not sure how much sorrow that is. I'm not a, thank God, I'm, I never gave birth. Only witness, only watched it about four times. You know, and, you know, and I, I like to say I'm not man enough to do anything like that. All right. But God bless you mothers, you're wonderful. Amen. That's why when those individuals have birthdays they should be giving you a gift when those individuals have birthdays they should be giving their mama a gift if not their biological mama the mama that's keeping them alive all their life they should be doing it that way anyhow but that's not what we're here to talk about we'll save that for mother's day we'll come back to that in a couple of months here we go All right, look with us to Malachi chapter 3. Y'all like this one. Malachi chapter 3 is the last book in the Old Testament. Now, of course, we can't look at every single verse today. But we're going to go through some stuff. Malachi chapter 3, we're going to start around verse 7, maybe. In Malachi chapter 3, the Lord, through the prophets, rebuking the people because they're just disobedient. If you study the Old Testament, you'll see that the people of Israel, um, they, they, go, they had highs and lows. They had times when they obeyed God and things went well, and they had times when they disobeyed God and the Lord disciplined them. And normally, he would discipline them by bringing um, pestilence or bringing another nation upon them, take them into captivity and things like that. And then, of course, they'll cry out to the Lord, and the Lord is merciful, and he's going to redeem them, and he's going to deliver them. And so they went this up-and-down thing. 
all right? Now, Malachi chapter 3, he's disciplining them. He's fussing at them. Um, he's rebuking them for their sake. But let's look at something here. I want you to see something here. Um, let's look at verse 6. He says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. That sounds like the talk of an angry God. But he said, I'm the Lord. That's why you're not consumed. Right? I'm, I'm still merciful. I'm still gracious. I'm still your God. Even from the days of your fathers, ye have gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye say, wherein shall we return, or how shall we return? Look at verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? And the answer is in tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, and ye, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there be meat in my house. Meat means meat. He's talking about food. All right? Also means supplies and everything that goes in the house too, right? And prove me. Now wherein saith the Lord of hosts, and I will not will I will and I will not open Test me, I'll see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you do have room enough to receive. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, the devourers, the pestilence, and things like that, right? And ye shall, he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, save the Lord. And all the nations shall call you blessed, and ye shall be a delightsome land, save the Lord of hosts. Okay? And so the Lord is telling the people of Israel, he said, look, you need to obey me in this area, and I'm going to straighten things out for you. You're suffering because of your disobedience, and now if you obey me, come back. Come back to me, and I'll come back to you. We'll meet, I'll meet you there, and I will take care of this business for you. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake, you know, and I will, you know, and I will, you will be a delightsome land. You'll have all this stuff going on, and you won't be the shame that you are. See, what you have to understand, the people of Israel were God's example of the blessings of the Lord. This is the people of God. Of all the nations, the children of Abraham were the people of God, and they were an example of God's grace and mercy and power and blessings. They were also an example of what happens when you disobey God. And he disciplined them a lot. We was reading in Proverbs chapter 3, we didn't read all the way down where it says, despise not the chastening of the Lord. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. In other words, he disciplines. He disciplines us, right? Now, look at this verse again. Let me look and show you some things in here again. He said, bring it all to the storehouse. In other words, he said, give me what's mine. So many words he's saying that. All right? And he says, prove me. I'm going to put you to the test and see if I'm going to open the windows of heaven and pour you out. Bless you. you have room enough to receive. Now this is now this is um, uh, a scripture that has we have trouble with because the windows of heaven. What does that really mean? Right? It means that I'll be open to you. 
That's what it means. It means I'm open to you. He already watches over our prayers and looks after us and things like that. But he says, I'm going to pour you out a blessing. He, you know, he wants us to be blessed in such a way that you have to share it with your offspring. Okay? Now, we want physical, monetary blessings. Yes, we do. Yeah, huh? Uh-huh. But that's not all that we get. That's not necessarily what it means, that you're going to get a physical, monetary blessing. All right? Even though we want that. We want some old money. You know, if you want old money, you're going to have to earn money. It's not going to be old until it gets passed down to somebody else. Okay? What you want is some new money. And then when your grandchildren get a hold of it, then it's old money. I mean, if your children don't mess it up. When it gets down to your grandchildren, it'll be old money then. Okay, you folks go in business. We want you to go in business for yourself and earn some of that money, make some investments, have some property, and pass that stuff around when you're done with it. Don't let them take it from you. <laughs> All right, and so here we go. But it says here, do it, do this, do this, do this. And he told these people, you're a curse with a curse. Well, that's kind of rough, ain't it? Right? Because you did not obey me in this area. And that's why these things are happening to you. Because you have not obeyed me. Now, I want to encourage the New Testament saint right now that guess what? The scripture says that you are redeemed from the curse of the law. The scripture also says that you can't curse what God has blessed. So even though you're disobedient in this area, that you are not, there's no curse upon you. Are you hearing me? Because he's merciful, he's gracious, and Jesus has took all the curse away. He bore, on, matter of fact, let me show it to you. Um, let's look at Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, around verse 10. It says, verse 10, I'll start at verse 9. So then they which are of faith are blessed with the faithful, with faithful Abraham. Verse 10, for as many as are, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, curse is everyone that continues not in all things which are written in the books of the law to do them. In other words, if you're trying to live by the law, you're under a curse because you can't keep it. You can't keep it. You can't keep the law. Oh, you can't even keep the, the Ten Commandments. Forget all the other laws, right? Let's, let's, keep, let's try to keep ten of them. You can't do it on your own. Now somebody says, let's see. They're going down the list, right? No, you broke it. You broke one, of, you broke one or more of those. I'm talking about ten. You know you broke one or more of those already. All right. So if you want to live like those religious folk who think they can live like Jews, the Jews couldn't even do it. They couldn't even do it. Even in the in the in Book of Acts and in the new church, the, the young church, right? 
um, there, was a, there was a problem in the church where the Jewish believers wanted the Gentile believers to be circumcised and follow the law. The same law they couldn't even keep. And they wanted the Gentiles and the heathens to follow that same law. And, and people like Peter and people like Paul had to talk to these folks and say they can't do it. And it's not right to try to make them do it. Okay? But look what it says here. As many there's under the law, under the curse of the law. Do you know what the curse of the law is? The curse of the law is that there's a law that's a righteousness. There's a standard. And none of you can achieve it. And that's where we get the word sin. Sin means you miss the mark. It's an archery turn. And nobody can hit the mark. Nobody can meet the standard. Nobody is good. There's none righteous, no not one. Right? Nobody could do this except for the Lord Jesus himself. And so look what it says. But that, verse 11, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident the just shall live by faith. Okay, you can't live by the law, you got to live by faith. In other words, you have to trust God. And the law is not of faith, but the man that does them shall live in them. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Curses everyone that hangs on the tree. So in other words, Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. All right, so you disobedient, non-tithing folk. You're not under a curse. Now, we might cuss at you. <laughs> but you're not under a curse. Okay? You're disobedient, non-tithers. Um, the Lord will discipline you for that. But you're not being cursed. Because he chastens those whom he loves. Right? And you can't curse what God has blessed. You are the blessing of God. You are the righteousness of God. Right? You are Jesus Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin that you and I might become the righteousness of God in him. So in the sight of God, even though you're disobedient, you're not cursed. Okay? You might be missing out on some stuff. You're living under your privilege. You're not going to have everything you should have, but you're not cursed, y'all. Okay? Because salvation is by grace through faith, you know, and you're, you're blessed of God. You really are blessed of God. Amen. Amen. You're not living under the law. Look what it says. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come unto Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The just shall live by faith. You have to live by faith. You live by faith. You trust God. You can't live by the law. You can't live by your own good conduct, even though we expect you to behave yourself. You can't live by those, those um, regulations. You can't even keep them. You can't. You're not built that way. At some point, even your holy mama has a sin nature. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even the most righteous person you can think of has sin nature. Right? And if you live with that individual, you'll see it. You'll experience it. And even that person, even the Virgin Mary, <laughs> who wasn't always a virgin, 
You know, she did have more kids. Um, even the Virgin Mary had to repent and be saved by faith. All right? So look what it says here. So here's the deal. Here's what we're saying to you. We're saying to you that you have to live by faith. And in your, when it comes to finances, you have to do that by faith too. Now, somebody wants to say, but we're not under the law, so I don't have to tithe. Good for you. You don't have to tithe. Give 20% then. Give 30%. Do what is upon your heart to give, because 10% is obviously not enough. Since you're so righteous, 10% is not enough. You should give 15, 20, 25, 30, whatever you want. Amen? Let's see what Jesus said about it. Go to Matthew chapter 23. This is going quicker than I realize. I could have added more on to this. Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 23. Jesus, he, he gets on the religious leaders. I mean, he calls them names. He does all this kind of stuff that you and I can't do. Because we don't do name calling, right? <laughs> At least not out loud. I mean, we don't do that. Uh-huh. That name calling. He calls them, he calls them um, snakes and vipers and, and gravestones and stuff like that. He, <laughs> he goes in on them. I know you feel like going in on people sometimes, too. But he taught us to, you know, be, be gracious and kind and loving even to our enemies and those who treat us badly. All right? He calls them the blind, leading the blind. He says all kind of stuff to them. But look at verse 23. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. Hypocrites means actors. You know, hypocrites are actors, you know, fakers. For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, which are judgment, mercy, faith. These are ye have done, and not to leave the other undone. What did Jesus say? He says, you guys, you religious folk, you, you tithe your spices. I mean, you, you don't just tithe your, your grain and your animals and your money and stuff like that. You tithe, you take your spices. You, you go to your spice rack and take 10% of that and, and, and give it. You're so religious. But look what he says. He says, but you forgot about judgment or justice, mercy, and faith. You forgot about those things. And he says, these ought ye have done and not leave the other undone. In other words, yes, go ahead and do the tithe. But don't forget the judgment, mercy, and faith. All right? So what are we saying? We're saying, go ahead and tithe. You should tithe. We should tithe. We should be a 100% tithing church. That's our goal. We are not there. We're not close to it. Living Water Church, you hear what I'm saying? We are not close to it. You're going to get your own. We have the, um, the donation, the report, so you can see what you donated. 
and you can use that for your per personal purposes and tax purposes and things like that. And you get a sheet back that says nine thousand. That says nine hundred dollars. Wow, you gave nine hundred dollars in two thousand nineteen. We are very grateful. We are. And it looks like you only earned nine thousand dollars that year. That's how it looks. But we know that's not true. Now is it? Oh, you're really under poverty. Now there are some people who only make that kind of money. Right? But I know y'all. I know a job. I know your jobs. I said, no, they pay you more than that. Amen? Now look here. It's a personal choice. Some people are not tithing because they don't trust God. Trust God. Don't be afraid. Do not let the devil punk you to think that you don't have enough money to tithe unto to honor God with your first substance and the first fruit of all your increase. Don't let him trick you. He's a trickster, man. He uses fear and deception. Or maybe it's not fear or deception. Maybe you just don't care. But it's a personal thing. Now, I would like to encourage you. I would like to compel you. I would like to force you. I would like to tax you. Show up here with your W-2s. Let's see what you're doing. I really don't want to do that. I know a church that does. Here's what we're saying. Honor God with your substance. Trust in the Lord with all your heart through the trusting. And honor God. We're grateful for whatever we receive. Amen. And um, it goes in church. We got some stuff going on. We got, we got salaries. And we have, um, you know, other stuff going on too, right? It costs money. Yeah, it does. And we want you, and we, we're grateful to receive it. But more important than that is that you should want to be, you should want to honor God this way. Now, we seek the Lord, we seek his pockets, and we seek his arms, his hands, right? Give me, give me, give me. I have a whole list of stuff I want you to do for me, Lord. I have a laundry list. I have a Christmas list. I need you to do this, that, and the other. I want these things. But what does he want from us? Right now, if I could guilt trip you into this thing, I would. Yeah, yeah, I would. But that doesn't work. It might work for a little while, like a couple of days from now. You know, a couple of weeks from now, it may work for a while, elderly. But then, but then, um, you know, June, July, August, pff, it's not going to happen. So I just, I appeal to you. I appeal to you. Just like those taxes belong to Uncle Sam. I want you to see the tithe as belonging to God. It is his. Just like the Lord told Adam, don't eat of that tree in the middle of the garden. I told you not to eat of that tree. Just like Moses told the people of God, every tenth one, Count it, one, two, ten, ten, uh-huh, twenty, thirty. Every tenth one belongs to God. Don't mess with it. 
And just like when they redeemed part of their, their crop, they had to pay back another fifth or 20% of it. I want you just to see the necessity of it. And, and the blessing it could be to you. There's a blessing in obeying God. Amen? You say, well, what do I get out of it? You get, this, you get the satisfaction of I did what the Lord told me to do. But for some of us, that's not enough. And I can't tell you, I can't say, if you do this, check your mailbox. I can't tell you that. If you do this, if you do this, that, that diagnosis you have will go away. I can't say that to you. Right? Can't say that to you. Right? I can't give you a promise that is not in the word. Okay? I can't make any promises anyway. I can say that if you give it to the church, we're going to use it right. And you're going to see a difference. I can promise you that. I can promise you that we have some trustees who are honorable people. And they're concerned. Yeah, give them a hand. They work for us. And they do a lot with not much. There's some times where there's a whole lot. I so, said, wow, I'm amazed that all this money is in the, in the coffers. Right? Then I look at the giving and I say, how do we get all that money when these people don't only give this much? I mean, is the Lord multiplying what's in the bank? You know? You know, we do live by faith here. Amen? But here's, here's the story. The real truth is that a small portion gives most of the giving. Just like that, you know, the 20, the 2080 thing, the 2080 thing is, I don't know if it's supposed to be that way. You know, 20% do the 80% and 80% does 20%, stuff like that. Anyhow, here's what we're saying. We're saying we want to encourage you. We got some stuff going on. Now, listen. The merry month of March is coming up, and we're going to give it to our pastor, and he appreciates it. He really does. I'd rather you give your tithe. Yeah. A through L, M through Z, tithe unto the Lord. And if you get something left over, get, you know, your pastor take it. Sure he would. But it's better to tithe your tithe. If you don't have the, whatever that number is, but you paid your tithe, give yourself a hand. Say, thank God I paid my tithe. Pastor understands. You know, because he got to live by faith too. He, his wife, and all that concerns him. So pay your tithe. You know, do that first. And if you can, we're grateful. We're grateful. All right? But tithe unto the Lord. Honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit of all your increase. Okay? Bring all your tithe into the storehouse. Bring it into the storehouse. All right? Do that. Do that. I mean, the alms and the giving and stuff, that comes later. Give God what we believe belongs to him. And then, then whatever you could do for missions, the building, um, the Sunday school, um, whatever, whatever else we raise money for, you know, that's, that's great. But do the tithe first. Amen. See, if we tithe, we don't have to do that other fundraiser. 
We don't, have to, we don't have to have a missions day. We don't have to have a Sunday school day. We don't have to have a pastor day. We don't have to have a building fund day because we're tithing. You hear what I'm saying? So let's, let's do that. Amen. Uh, my apologies to somebody, to anybody, who didn't come here for the reason to hear this today. Come back again and we'll preach salvation and 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 healing and deliverance. Um, we'll preach. We'll we'll talk. We can talk about prosperity, but there's no prosperity outside of this. Amen. We'll talk about those things. Keep 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 coming. Keep coming. We'll have some fun in the future, or we'll have a guest preacher come in and preach you happy. We have some good preachers coming. Amen. And they'll, they'll preach up a storm in here. Amen. Oh, Wednesday night, I need to see all the, um, well, I got your attention. I need to see all the elders Wednesday night come to prayer. And after prayer, we're going to have a quickie meeting. Amen. All right. So let's go back to Proverbs chapter 3. Let's go back to where we started. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, that means reverence. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bone. In other words, it's healthy living to fear God and honor him. Honor the Lord with thy substance, the first fruit of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, thy winepress shall break forth or burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. Amen. Come on, let's stand together. Praise God. Okay, we are grateful. We are grateful, we are grateful. We are grateful because Jesus has redeemed us from the curse. Amen. Remember, you're not cursed with a curse. Because you can't be cursed. Hear what I'm saying, saint? You cannot be cursed. You can have trouble, temptations, you know, life is but a few days and full of trouble and we have stuff going on. And things, but you can't have, you don't have a curse on you. Oh, it may feel like a curse sometimes. Your circumstances feel like a curse, but you are blessed of God. Even if you don't feel blessed. Hear what I'm saying? Even if the, my circumstances don't look blessed, the doctor diagnosis, that's not a blessing. Bank account says there's no blessing there. Um, the, the, the grades and the other things say there's no blessing here. You are yet blessed of God. Right? Because you belong to him. Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Because you can't keep the law. It's unfair to even think you can keep it. You can't keep the law, but Jesus kept it for you. 
And despite the way you conduct yourselves, Jesus is for you. God is for you. He is not against you. All right? You belong to him. You are his son. You are his daughter. And he loves you beyond measure. He loved you so much that he, he gave his only begotten son. Begotten means his biological son. He gave his only begotten son so that you and I can have eternal life. Amen? Come on, think about it. The Lord Jesus did not go through all that stuff so, so you could be cursed later on. That's ridiculous. You are blessed. Yes, you are. You belong to him. You are his. And despite your personal circumstances, all right, and despite what all everybody else is saying and doing and things are happening and the circumstances and the conditions that's around you, you're still blessed of God. Amen. So we want you to, I want you, I wish I could make you feel blessed. I wish I could, as much as I want to convince you to give you money, <laughs> I want to convince you that you belong to him and you are wonder and you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you are a son of God and, and you are a daughter of God. You are what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that you and I are sons of God. And the world does not know us because they don't know him. Right? And it does not, it says, does not yet appear what we shall be, but when he appears, <laughs> we're going to be just like him. And we're going to see him as he is. You, you know what you got to look forward to? You got to look forward to being just like Jesus. Whatever that is. Right? Just like him. He's already shared his, his and he shares his father with you. How many people say, come to my house and be part of my family? I share my parents with you. Who does that? Not a lot. Right? But Jesus shares his father with you. He shares his inheritance with you. He shares his status with you. Right? His sonship. He shares his sonship with you and me. Right? And he also shares that inheritance. That's all his. They're all he deserves, and you and I deserve none of it. He shares that with us too. Oh, my goodness. Amen. So listen, let's remember who we are, and let's act like we're sons of God, sons and daughters of God. Amen. Let's conduct ourselves in such a way that our Father look at us and smile, not just because we, he sees us through the lens of Christ, but because we conduct ourselves like sons and daughters too. Amen. You know, you love your loved ones because they're yours. But how good does it feel when they do the right thing? When they do something right, and you say, my, that's my boy, and he's doing good. Right? Don't, how do you feel that way? Don't you feel, I'm talking to you parents, you know it is. Even when your parents looking at you, even children looking at their parents, and the parents do the right thing, and you get proud of them for that moment. Come on. And you say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I want him to say that about us. I want him to say that about us, you know. I want him to say, he want to look at faces and say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Right? 
I want him to say about that about me. I want him to say about that about you. I want him to say it about, about this group of people, that church that we call Living Water. I want him to think that about us. Amen. Not just pleased because we belong to him, but pleased because we act right too. Amen. Come on. Um, I just want to encourage you that I want you to stay encouraged, stay encouraged. We're not beating up on anybody, and we're not trying to manipulate you. That stuff doesn't work because we tried it in the past. And we know it doesn't work. Right? Just want you to obey God. And if you're here today and you're saying, oh, all this, obe- I don't even know if I'm even saved. If you're not sure, we want you to be sure. The Bible says if you believe in your heart the Lord Jesus Christ and confess with me, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart and confess him with your mouth, you shall be saved. Because with the heart, with the belief is where the salvation comes and the confession, you know why you confess it? I heard on the radio today, you confess it so the devil could hear it. Yeah, that's one reason. So we, make, we confess it so the world could hear it, so the world could know it, and so the devil could hear that I belong to Jesus. Uh-huh. That's why we confess. And so if you need to do that, we want you to come. If you desire prayer for whatever reason you might desire prayer, we want you to come. Um, if there's any sickness in the room, we believe that we lay hands on the sick and they recover. Okay? If you need prayer for anything, come now. Let the ministers agree with you in prayer. We believe God. Your God is able to save, heal, and deliver. He's able to meet all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He'll do what you need. Amen? You know, despite the diagnosis, despite the other things, despite your record and all the other stuff, God is able. He's more than able. Amen? Amen. If you believe in God today, um, y'all go ahead and be seated and help us pray for these who are up here. And we're going to trust God together. It's a matter of faith. It's a matter of trust. Glory to God.